0: Welcome to Getting Down, Dirty, and Real. Hey, y'all, we're here to promote humanity, truth, intellect, respect, and siblinghood. Because we believe people deserve to feel safe, heard, and valued in our diverse world. So thanks for tuning in to today's conversation with Chelsea and Sarah. Yay! (laughs) hi, everyone. We're We're back! (laughs) We're back. And we're excited for this episode. Chelsea's slightly less excited. I'm excited about it.
1: There's just some words we'll use. <laughs> that I'm not excited for,
0: but it'll be fine. Yeah, this episode will be a little explicit with the topic that we're talking about. I don't uh, think it'd be
1: too bad, but like just in case,
0: if you're yeah. like me,
1: that sensitive soul out there.
0: I guess we'll be addressing elephants in the room. It's things people know about, but we don't always talk about. Yeah. So. Um, (laughs) Chelsea's big eyes are bugging out of her skull. staring
1: into her soul.
0: With everything that we've been talking about as far as appreciating other people and cultures and meeting new people, we're here in Rexburg, it's a university town, and people are frequently meeting new people and socializing with people.
1: Especially being a college town.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for freshmen, I remember when I was a freshman, and... Like, you would become best friends with random people over the silliest things, like just standing in line to get soda, soda vine or something.
1: Or even, we have, um, we have pretty cool activities on campus, too, for students. When you're meeting new people continuously.
0: Yeah, so it becomes very normalized to, to trust people quickly. Which I think is a fun, um, fun environment to have in a smaller college town, but it doesn't mean that we have to, you know, be dumb about our interactions with, with people. Like, there are ways to protect ourselves, and as we were getting ready for this episode, I was thinking back to, before my mission, when I was a freshman here, is my first semester, I think, and we were at church, and our bishop came in to our Relief Society meeting, which is a meeting that's just for sisters in the church that are over the age of 18. And they had us like close the doors and we're all just like, oh boy, like what's going on is our bishop and one of his counselors. And they just got all serious. And they were explaining that a couple girls in our stake, which is like a combination of wards in a Which are wards or
1: congregation. Congregation. Translation.
0: <laughs> um, but they said the couple of girls had gotten raped the night before. Um, and they'd been drugged in order for the attack to take place. And they had just gone on a mutual date. That's how they'd gotten into the situation that they were in.
1: And for those who maybe don't know a little bit about mutual, mutual is an online dating app. For, um, people in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's catered towards people in that group. hmm Um, but yeah. It's funny that Sarah should mention that. Because we just, actually just recently, we had a bishop, my bishop came in and talked about the same thing. Um, with mutual, actually. Yeah. Interesting enough. But, um, just talking about how sh- we had, there was a few girls who were also assaulted, um, it didn't go as far as rape, thank goodness. I mean, still traumatizing, but um, I guess, I don't know how you would say that. They, they got too handsy and filling yeah. her up and stuff. And so he was talking about how, what Sarah mentioned earlier, being smart in a town. Because you would think, I mean, when people say they're church-going members or people who follow the bible yeah you
0: just assume
1: you just assume they're oh well they're gonna be a good people but sometimes that can be used as a front yeah which it never should be because i think that's terrible to put the lord's name on that which (laughs) it really upsets me anywho but yeah i it is like it happens all the time and it's terrifying and it's really sad for anyone who's involved in it
0: yeah and i also feel sometimes aside from We've talked about this image of certain dating apps and websites that seem safe and, or at least comfortable for us because it's a niche that we fit into or being in a city that's comfortable because it's smaller or we're really familiar with it or we're just at a time in our life when everything's fun and everything's happy and safe. I mean, there's that aspect of things, but then there's also the aspect of um, it being being too close to a situation Mm -hmm. that can kind of make things hard to see. Cause thinking back on it, there was one experience that I had. It was a mutual date that I went on and it was my second date with this guy. First one met in a public area. So that was all good. And then we went on a second date and for this date, he was like, we can go to my house and just like watch a movie. Um, and I was like, sure. Which (laughs) I mean, like, Telling the story now, I'm like, oh wow, I was really, this is really stupid. I could have gotten really hurt. But he drives me out into Manan. And if anyone's familiar with Manan around here, it's a beautiful little town. Teton House is out there. My husband, and I love but Teton House. But it's
1: farther away from Rexburg. It is
0: way far away from Rexburg. It's a very rural area. And we went out there at night, so I couldn't see any landmarks or surroundings.
1: And you couldn't drive yourself home.
0: I couldn't drive myself home. He was driving me. Um, and, like, we get out there, we'd driven for, like, maybe 15-20 minutes before we got to his house, and it's, like, this tiny little, like, stucco house that's just, it was small and run down, and there were no other buildings around it that I could see, and I was, like, okay, whatever. I mean, so many red flags, I should have just been concerned, but, so we go in, and um, he turns on the TV and the house, since it was an older house, was just like two rooms. So we walked into this front living room and then there was an archway that I could see into the little kitchenette area and then I could see his bed. And so like, that was it. Just those two rooms. And
1: so he had his own apartment. Is this mm-hmm. his own apartment? Okay.
0: Well, apartment house. thing. It was like a cottage, I guess, kind of.
1: Okay. But he was living on his own. It wasn't <clears> with
0: family. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, there's that, um, and I assume there's a bathroom somewhere back there, I don't know, I didn't see it. Um, he had two dogs, he had a puppy, which of course, oh, puppy, so cute, so I'm like, I'm get you. kneeling on the floor playing with a little puppy, and then he's got his couch, and so we're sitting on the couch, watching these shows, and he was able I put myself in a position that he was able to be physical like he got me to be leaning against him um he had his arms around me and there's a one point where it was getting to like he was actually trying to move my face towards him to face him so I assume he was trying to get me to kiss him which I really didn't want to do um so I didn't but we got to the point that it was midnight so I was like I gotta go home curfew you know And so he was like, oh, okay. I mean, he was super nice about it. And obviously nothing else happened. So he was probably perfectly fine, upstanding guy, not a predator. But I mean, I was in a position that I wasn't as comfortable. And I put myself in that position that he was able to to do more. And I definitely gave him signals that it was okay. So on my part, it was just really dumb because anyone else could have completely disregarded all of my cues that were resisting going farther than we did go. Um, like I totally could have gotten hurt. Yeah. Really seriously.
1: <laughs> and I mean, I think we, um. well, like you said, he, I mean, you obviously liked him enough to go on a second date. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I don't think for you that, like, oh, warnings are going off.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Because there are instances where, like, we kind of can put ourselves in those situations. But I also, I think what's equally scary is sometimes, like, it just happens. Like, for instance, one experience I had, um, same type of setting as, um... I'm so sorry, I can't say it. Rural.
0: Rural. <laughs> Rural area.
1: Rural, um... Er, little Rexburg and Manan, was it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a town, this is when I was back home in Arizona. Same principal, though. Same small town. Everybody knew everybody. Not a high crime place. And, um, I was just at the store by myself. Um, <clears throat> I was looking around, though, like, I wasn't... I was just with my shopping cart coming out, I didn't have headphones in or anything. I was just putting my stuff away. And, um, the man or a man in a truck pulled up and was like, oh my gosh, I really like how you look. You should come with me and my friends and hang out at like a fast food place he named off. And my, I was so terrified because first off, like, I didn't know who he was and he was in his truck and he looked, like, his head was almost to the ceiling. So I'm like, okay, this man is quite bigger than me. Thank goodness it was during the day. I I would have been really scared if it was at night. But um, I don't know. I was ta- talking to Sarah about this, and one of my first remarks was like, I've, I've listened to enough true crime podcasts. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to end up on one of those podcasts. I know that's like a, a snark, like a jokey remark, but like sometimes it happens. Yeah. Heaven forbid. But um, no, I just remember being like, oh, I feel gross, like, he was looking at me that way, and I didn't even feel flattered, like, it was more of a, oh, it's kind of, this is kind of creepy, because he was kind of very vague about where he wanted to meet and everything, so I was like, "Uh, yeah, no, (laughs) but like, I feel like these are two very, like, obviously contrasting situations, like, yours was just more so, like, it was kind of comforting and inviting and slowly became a problem Mm -hmm. whereas like you have the ones that are just like very abrupt yeah and they just happen very quickly and you're like um no that's weird type of thing yeah
0: I don't know yeah I've talked to my husband a lot about this stuff too it was kind of funny because while we were dating he had had so many experiences with previous exes and girlfriends and stuff that he was I didn't realize how much he was watching my behavior. And as we continued in our courtship, I started to learn a lot about what he was watching and paying attention to. And he was, like, we got to the point where he was like, for your protection, I'm going to explain some of these things that you're doing that could could endanger you and things that you could do that could help you be safer. um, And one of the things he said is that our first thought when we meet someone that we find attractive is not usually to pay attention to any red flags that could be coming up or to beware of danger. We just
1: think they're attractive.
0: We, yeah, we feel like the only alarms going off in our heads are like, to accentuate. What do I do? I so. In Chelsea's mind is, what do I do? Um, for a lot of people, it's like, okay, how how can I draw attention to myself? How, what can I accentuate? Because mm-hmm. that that's kind of how we're programmed to To mate and to find people um, to have relationships with. (laughs) Chelsea didn't like the word mate. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it in this situation. I continue. But that is how we are programmed biologically. Yeah, find someone to reproduce with. That's how our brains work. Um, So that was one, one thing that my husband drew my attention to was like, what am I accentuating? What am I doing? And it's kind of hard because you can't always tell that a predator is a predator or even what kind of predator they are. <clears throat> but there are different things that you can watch for. I'm kind of losing my voice. She so. is
1: losing her voice. Um, yeah. There's things to watch for and look for. Like, for instance, like where are their eyes going? Um, yeah. Right. This is one thing that we've talked about. Obviously, there's several different things but one thing we decided to highlight today was like where are their eyes going and also where are your eyes going Mm -hmm. because depending on what you do you could invite something you don't want and I mean that's not to excuse a predator taking advantage but like this is more so to just highlight how you can be self-aware and self-independent
0: in your own protection yeah Yeah, and we want to make sure that we're um, fairly uh, drawing attention to both how women can stay safe, but also how men can stay safe. Mm -hmm. Because men get assaulted as well. And also men can be accused of doing things that they didn't do as well. And so there are things that all of us can do just to be responsible. Um, Because for sure there are victims, but... I kind of lean away. I hesitate to give in to any sort of victim mentality because there really are ways that we can educate ourselves and and be smart and try and be as safe as we possibly can. Um, And a lot of the training that my husband did in the military was for both civilians and for military personnel for how they could be safe from sexual assault and different things. And so, for women, from that perspective, starting with that perspective, women looking at men, <clears throat> we know that there's, like, different parts that we're attracted to. Chelsea and I have talked about that. Yeah. Like, um, it could be any part of the human body.
1: Mm-hmm. I like a very strong, jaw-eyed face mm. with, like, really nice eyes. That's my yeah. feature I usually look, <laughs> like too. Mm-hmm.
0: And mine was always shoulders and back. And so, my husband has very broad shoulders and a very long back, so we saw that that was true. (laughs) That proved true. So, those were those things that, um, I paid closer attention to. Mm -hmm. Also, women tend, I didn't know this, but apparently women tend to be more fascinated with faces that look similar to theirs. Like, similar facial features.
1: That was weird, figuring that out in our research, um not
0: sure i'm a fan of that <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting something you don't really think about um and then for men they the way it was described the way my husband described it for men was that they look at um either unexposed parts or wait they usually look at exposed parts or what they can see that's unexposed for sensitive parts like different curves and lines and angles that they can see things from And usually just for the chest and for the butt, but it could probably be for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a little different Mm -hmm. than for women. For women, it can vary what we're paying attention to or where our eyes are going. Or how long they stay there. Yeah. And so that was something that I thought was really good to be aware of. So I can watch where my eyes are going and also where someone else's eyes are going when they're looking at me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, just, like, I think one thing I've learned from this, like, like, pay attention to where your eyes are going, but also use them to pay attention to what other people are doing. Like, Sarah was talking about, it's more so, like, um, one thing that I liked that Sarah's husband Do we Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Ah, it's fine. One thing that I thought was really interesting that Sarah's husband talked about was, um... The eyes can tell everything. Because it's, it's really easy to notice where eyes go. Like, you can't read people. If you're watching. If you're watching and paying attention. Like, if you're making it a point to be observant and look at someone's eyes and keep contact with their face when they're you're having a conversation, you're more likely to notice if they look down for too long. Yeah. And yeah. call and be like, bruh. <laughs> Up here, mm-hmm. buddy. Or like... And I feel like that's okay to say. I've, I mean, I have been. It in should situa- be okay yeah, to say. But I've had situations where I'm timid to say it because I'm like, like we talked about, we want to draw attention to us, so we don't want to upset anyone when we're interested in them. Yeah, but obviously, if they're nice enough and good enough for you, they would listen to those criticisms yeah. and not come back at you and be like, "Oh, I'm just admiring and blah blah blah."
0: Yeah. Because the concept of eye raping is a real thing. Um, and something that I think is that can happen that we might write off just because it's uncomfortable to to be vocal about is people might act oblivious. Like, play dumb and be like, oh, I wasn't trying I'm to look at attention. anything. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to where my eyes were going. When... They really might have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think something I like to remember is where my eyes are going, what would make me feel perverted if I was looking somewhere yeah. on someone? And if I'm seeing them look at me in those areas, it's like, okay, that that can be uncomfortable and it's okay to feel uncomfortable and to say something about it being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right?
1: Because uh, that was a question we talked about and i had never thought about it that way but yeah like yeah. <laughs> i kind of puts it more on a self refle- uh, reflection basis like yeah. what makes me feel like a pervert or if i'm being intrusive for me it was the genitals on a guy yeah um I'm very proud of myself that i said that word
0: <laughs> she <laughs> just did a hair flip that needs to be <laughs> noted
1: and so yeah, and we talked about that, and I think Sarah was that your response
0: as well. I can't remember which one was yours. Yeah, that would be uncomfortable. Yeah. I would feel uncomfortable if I was staring in that area. Yeah,
1: because uh, like to me, and I'm more I like to connect with people's personalities, but that's yeah. preference, and so.
0: I, I think guess that's most people.
1: Yeah, I would hope so, <laughs> but um. We also talked about like a lot of this too is predicated upon each person's individual acceptance of certain things
0: yeah which makes it tricky
1: yeah it makes it very tricky which i think in turn like we were talking about earlier like you should feel bold and empowered to stand up for yourself because you're worth it and at the same time i feel like it should not be inappropriate to expect someone to ask you what your boundaries are yeah or to you and vice versa for you to be willing to be like hey these are my boundaries and I want to stick by them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just holding firm in that
0: yeah and so a lot of the stuff that we're talking about while some of it might be general stuff that's that's coming from different studies and research that's mm-hmm. been done by people who have an authority on the matter like behavioral psych- psychology or whatever it may be um there's a lot of individual variation that happens as well. Like paying attention to how you bend down, where you bend down, your posture, how open and closed it is, or your arms crossed, or your legs crossed, which direction are your legs crossed. Like there's stuff like that that we can um, learn about and understand and be aware of. But at the end of the day, it's like you might just not be comfortable even when everything like, everything's being done that you can possibly do. And I think
1: it's okay if that... At that point, if you tried to make an effort and you've been, like, guarding yourself to the point that you've learned and you feel comfortable with and you still don't feel comfortable, I think it's perfectly acceptable to remove yourself from
0: the situation. Yeah. Because there's always that gut feeling to... To pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And to give credit to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's important. And everything that you do yeah <laughs> I don't know is there anything else well, that's what we talking about we've talked about so much you guys
0: yeah I'm kind of we'll put a feeler post out there because I'm curious to see what experiences you guys have had
1: yeah and feel free to like message us personally if, if you don't I want to
0: share yeah. anything and, or- go ahead or just additional questions mm-hmm. that you might have. Because we just focused on eyes today, but there's more about posture that we can
1: go over, maybe. go into. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I just feel very impressed to say, like, again, always know that you as an individual are so important and special. Like, you should not be put in any situation where you feel obligated to please someone else. Yeah. That should not be, and nor,
0: nor should you be taken advantage of. And there's kind ways that you can ask for boundaries to maintain, be maintained, or to ask what someone else's boundaries are. Because mm-hmm. also we don't want to be walking around on eggshells either. No. That's definitely not what That's we not what should we be doing. That's not
1: what we
0: want to do. I don't. It's not fun to live in fear of mm-hmm. offending somebody. So you got to try and be as, I don't know. reasonable Mm -hmm. reasonable i guess
1: yeah and also like i guess one thing if you guys want to like post about it or comment about it is would you like tips on people who are shy i feel like yeah catering to that catering to that because i i do have some friends that i think of off the top of my head who are the oh my the salt of the earth they're so sweet but too sweet sometimes and I could see where, I've seen people take advantage of that. And so let us know if we have some shy listeners who would like to go over something like that.
0: Yeah, cause I used to be super duper shy.
1: Oh, I am. I mean, I'm loud, and Which... boisterous now. But like, <laughs> <laughs> when I with dating though, even still now, I I can be, I can climb up a little bit and get nervous about it. And I'm
0: 25, so like, yeah. So there are different things that we can talk about for. Coping with situations or getting out of situations when it's harder to say something. Mm -hmm. And that might be the case. There might need to be more tips for body language. What you can do there to send messages without verbalizing a discomfort.
1: Yeah. So, let us know. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of getting down dirty and real.
0: (laughs) Episode. (laughs) And keep an eye out for our other weekly posts on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you have any comments, questions, or requests, or, you know, would like to air with us. it would be awesome.
1: It would be amazing. Please shoot us a message on social media. Until then,
0: Chelsea and Sarah, over and out. Goodbye!